The wonderful thing about homeschooling in the military is there is actually a large population of homeschoolers and it's actually larger than in the general population. The Blue Star Families Military Lifestyle Survey shows that 13% of active duty military families choose to homeschool and that's two to four times the proportion in the general population. What appeals to the military is the flexibility for one and that there's a consistency This podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Zan Tyler Podcast. I'm your host, Zan Tyler. This podcast is devoted to encouraging you in your homeschool journey through conversations with amazing homeschool leaders and advocates. I wanted to remind you to please subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. That may be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Please leave a review and rating, especially on Apple Podcast. If this show has helped you on your homeschool journey, it really helps the podcast out and we sure do appreciate it. Also, we are now on YouTube. So if video is your style, please like and subscribe to the Zantyler Podcast on YouTube. And be sure to go to the website, Zantyler.com. You can find all my social handles there for the show, like Facebook and Instagram. You can also send me a message. So now with all of that out of the way, let me introduce you to my guest. Today, I'm joined by Crystal Niehoff. Crystal is an active duty Army chaplain's wife, mom of five, and grandma of five. In 2000, Crystal and her family began their homeschooling journey, which she now continues with her oldest granddaughter, Lexi. Nowadays, Crystal hosts the weekly podcast for homeschooling military families, the Military Homeschool Podcast, and co-hosts the bi-weekly podcast, History for Christian Teens, along with her husband, Kevin. She also writes a monthly home school blog for Army Wife Network. Welcome, Crystal. Well, good morning, Crystal. It is so good to have you with this morning. Thank you for being here. Oh, good morning, and thank you for having me on. Well, you have... You have a ministry to military homeschool moms, but you are also a homeschool mom yourself. So if we could start this morning, tell me a little bit about your children, your family, and how you got into homeschooling. 
Oh, certainly. Um, we are an active duty uh, military family. My husband's an active duty chaplain and, and army chaplain and uh, currently stationed at Rock Island Arsenal, Illinois. We've got five kiddos. Uh, well, they're still kids to me. They're all over 18 now, but our two youngest are still at home. They'll be graduating home, our homeschool this spring. And so I'm exploring uh, empty nest syndrome, I think. I'm starting to hit that. Um, we got into homeschooling. Um, it, it's kind of to make a long story brief. Um, when my two oldest daughters were in public school and I had never really heard of homeschooling, my uncle, uh, homeschooled, um, my cousin Shandle before we, and, and my aunt and uncle before we really had a word for it. <laughs> so that would have been back in the late seventies and, and, oh, wow. and eighties. Late seventies, man. That's hardcore. Yes. 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 And he's always been one of those that's kind of been thought outside the box, you know, and, and I've always admired him. He was the one that would tour the country and do all sorts of things. He was with the Christian Motorcyclist Association, that type of thing. And so he was homeschooling her. And uh, they were in, but we didn't know what it was. We just thought, oh, they just don't want to quit traveling and put her in school, you know, and, and my family would kind of whisper about it, but I always kind of was a little jealous because my, my own public school career was um, less than thrilling. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, um, I didn't really care for public school. I love to read and all the other stuff, but uh, the, that just wasn't my thing. So anyway, um, then my two oldest began coming home from school and with telling me stories about some things that they were doing at school in first and second grade that early that just felt new age to me. And then my oldest daughter was being bullied at school, which I could identify with from my school career. And I had talked to the administrators first with the teacher and then, you know, kind of moved my way up. And they just um, kind of took it as it's kids being kids. And, and so I just wasn't good with that. And then uh, my and bullying my has second, become such a big yes. issue. Now, much bigger, probably even than when you experienced that, your girls oh, experienced yes. it. Yeah. Yes. And at least they they seem to to do something about it now. And it was a boy that was bullying my daughter. Wow. So, um, but they just kind of blew it off as kids being kids. And then my my second daughter just she hated school. She would cry. She was in first grade. She already hated reading. They would send her home in first grade with all this homework already. And she was still going to bed early. You know, she was still young and to get up early. So she was going to bed early and I felt like I had no time with her. And so I just began to pray that we could afford um, private school. I didn't even know about homeschooling and it just wasn't in the budget at the time and uh, began praying. And one day I'm flipping through the TV channels while they're at school and I'm getting ready to, to do dishes just for something in the background to listen to. This is before we had all the technology that we have now. Right, right. And yeah, <laughs> this is back in the year 2000. So, um, 
and a talk show came on and, and the, the talk show host was, had a homeschool family on there. And that's the first time I really heard of the word homeschool. And they were really talking about it in a positive way. And so I kept it on. I'm not really into TV talk shows, but I listened to it while we did the dishes. And then, um, I kind of tucked that in the back of my mind. So then I went to the store and I was browsing through the, they had a bookshelf. And so I was browsing through and there was a book that was titled something like 101 homeschooling questions answered something to that effect. And so I picked it up and I was looking through it and I decided I wanted to buy it. So I kind of snuck it underneath some of my other groceries that were in the cart thinking, is this even legal? Am I, am I going to get in trouble for even looking at this? I don't know why I thought that way, but, and I was hoping that the gal that checked me out wouldn't ask me about the book that she would just, you know, type it in and, and move on, put it in, in a sack and move on. But when I got to the checkout, she smiled when she came across the book and I thought, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> and she asked if I homeschooled and I said, no, not yet. I was kind of thinking about it. And she said, oh, do it, do it. My mom homeschooled my baby sister and she did so well. And she went on, she went to college, got a college degree, and it was just such a great experience for her. And I always wished I would have been homeschooled. And so I just that took is, that, that as the so Lord's encouragement. Powerful. Yes. I mean, what are the chances? That's right. That, that was the Lord's. Thing. And books are so important. I uh, was a book that started us down the homeschool journey to, you know, the written word. I know you're a writer. I just yes. think that's important. Anyway, so go ahead. Oh, for sure. And it was a great reference book. I, I went back to it over and over again, but my husband and I prayed about it and we just decided to take a leap of faith and we've been homeschooling ever since. How old were your girls at that point? Uh, first and second grade. So I want to say six and seven, maybe seven and eight. They were pretty young. And so then you homeschooled all the way through high school. Yes. Yes. And it um, was an amazing experience. It, it's just, it, it bonds a, f a family together. It, it's, it's a whole, f it's for the whole family, not just for the kids. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Besides you know, having I, my kids. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know. That that bonding is so strong. And you were talking before we um went on air, you were talking about your your youngest two graduating and emptiness syndrome. Um somebody asked me the other day, and my kids have been grown and gone for a while, uh, when did you get used to having an empty nest? And I thought well, never. I mean, I look back on those homeschooling days. I love our life now. I love my grandkids, which is just such a beautiful, um, I mean, when I miss my own kids, now I have these eight grandkids and that just fills our life so much. Oh, yeah. But I still, there's a corner of my heart that still grieves for that daily time with my kids when they were young. Just, oh, for sure. I It's hard now that they're old enough to work so independently, and I just kind of oversee. Yes. So I'm already feeling that. So now tell me about, well, I want to talk about being a military homeschooler and your ministry there. But first, 
tell me about homeschooling. You're speaking of grandchildren. Tell me about when you had the opportunity to help your daughter by homeschooling her oldest. Oh, yes. What a blessing that was. It was um, back in 2020, and my daughter had just had premature twins. And then they went through a bout of RSV, the, that respiratory virus, and they survived, but it was just a rough go. And then COVID hit and the schools closed it down. And my oldest granddaughter was in public school at that point. And my, my daughter had really wanted to homeschool from the get-go, but it, it just didn't work out for them. Her and her husband just couldn't agree on homeschooling at that point. But, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, and He can use things that we think are bad to to our advantage, you know. And so, um, Lexi, my oldest granddaughter, she really struggles with asthma, and, and then found that, and when they were still in school, that it was aggravated by mask use. And so then the schools closed down. And so I wanted to help. She just, she was overwhelmed by the school's requirements of them and, and didn't want her to get behind. And so my husband said, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> You've been homeschooling for a long time. And I'm like, we were stationed in South Carolina and my granddaughter lived in Kansas and um how and he says well we're in the age of the internet there's got to be a way and so i prayed about it and talked with my daughter about it and so i homeschooled lexi for 2 years via the internet and um the phone and it was such a blessing and we just we worked together, my daughter and I, to come up with a plan and her curriculum, and I just, I carried it out. I would go over her her schoolwork with her, and uh, we would pray together, and it was a great time to to really pour into my granddaughter's life. It was amazing. If you had some advice for other grandmoms and granddads who were helping or wanted to help homeschool, or a lot of times, uh, you know, a parent will say, hey, mom and dad, can you help me out? What is some of your advice for that? My biggest takeaway from this was as a grandmother, I'm in the supporting role as my grandchild's homeschool teacher. And, or whatever part that I'm playing in their life at that point. I'm in a supporting role to the parents. So they were the principal and the vice principal, so to speak. I never overrode their decisions, and I respected that boundary. And so we were able to work together as a team, including dad, and which got him fully on board with homeschooling. And then so into all of their lives, it really, it really caused our relationship to flourish. And we grew closer. I grew closer to my son-in-law and we had mutual respect and, um, it was just, it was peaceful. It was a beautiful time because I wasn't trying to tread into their territory or tell them how to do it. The decisions were theirs. And then I supported. 
That I think that is so important. And as our kids get older, we do move more into a friend or coaching or support role than when they were home. And I, I, I think it all behooves us to make that switch. So, well, that is so powerful. And I see where you actually wrote an article about that for the Old Schoolhouse magazine. How did that yes, happen? Well, at the time I was working, um, was, I believe it was the the spring of 2021. Anyway, at the time I was working for the old schoolhouse and um, I they uh, had an opening. I pitched the idea and they accepted it. And so I wrote the article for them and it has been probably, probably one of my most lovingly written articles of all the writings I've done that that was just pouring my heart out for mm-hmm. my love for homeschooling, my love for my grandchildren and my children. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, people will talk to us about how hard homeschooling is. The thing, the the most motivating factor, I just think, is our love for our kids and our love yes. for our grandkids. I can remember reading a professor um, from Columbia University, and he said, while homeschooling doesn't make a lot of sense to me, I've never been able to teach my distinguished colleagues at Harvard and Columbia University really the magic of loving your kids and what the links parents will go to to find out what they need to know to teach their children. So, boy, that is such a powerful, powerful testimony, Crystal. So, tell me a little bit about your military background and how you came to to really have such a distinct ministry for military families. First, I have to ask you, were you stationed at Fort, Fort Jackson? Columbia. Yes. Yes. So that's we've we have a lot of military chaplains that go to our church and it's about ten miles out our back door. So Oh neat. Oh, I would have loved to have run into you there. I can't believe we missed each other. My military background is I really didn't know a lot about the military. I grew up in a small town and the only thing I really knew is my dad served in the Navy, but this was before I was born, but I was very proud of it and my mom was too. But my husband, like I said, he's an active duty army chaplain and he's um, been serving for 22, 23 years now. We're nearing retirement. He had a, a, a short span of time where there was a break in service, but the Lord called him back. And so um, he's been serving since then. And so that's kind of my, my military background. And then um with he's a chaplain, and so part of that is I help him with his ministry to families. And mm-hmm. then uh, it, I started blogging for a company, a, a military spouse organization network uh, called Army Wife Network. And um, then it came up for sale. She was retiring; her husband was retiring, and so I purchased the company. And um, so for several years there, I was the owner and CEO and uh, loved it. It was such a great opportunity. I came across so many amazing military spouses that way, and it's been a blessing. And it's now rebranded to Mission Mill Spouse after I had sold the company to another military spouse. And so he kind of handed, passed the torch, so to speak. But um, then um, for homeschooling, I had um, 
talked about homeschooling some when I owned the company and would have guests on. We had a podcast that we called Army Wife Talk Radio. And so we would now, talk me, about homeschooling some there. Let me ask you this. You uh-huh. st- were you homeschooling at the point where you started working with the Army Wife Network? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I purchased the company, I want to say it, if I can remember right, 2015 was I purchased that, and I just recently sold it. So it was just time. We're getting close to retirement. It was kind of I felt like it was time to scale down a little bit because I have now six grandbabies, and I just want to pour into their lives. And we're working on getting closer to Kansas, where they all currently oh, live. Yes, so, great. so did you have a support group for homeschool moms or how did you reach out to military moms who were homeschooling? Most of that was just ones I knew. Um, we have different organizations on post in the army. We have Protestant women of the chapel, which I was really involved in. And we also had a homeschool room and, um, the kids would go while the moms were meeting and having our Bible study. They could work on on school in the room and, and kind of get to know each other and then play in the gym afterwards. And so I met moms that way or through chapel, um, the, the chapel we attended on post at different places. And so they just came across um, or it may even have been different, different ways have been like through Army Wife Network, someone may have uh, written in and asked a question about homeschooling or about educational choices in the military. And so I would answer that question. So there's been a variety of ways. What are the biggest needs of military families as homeschool families? And how does homeschooling fit the military lifestyle? Oh, great question. The the wonderful thing about homeschooling in the military is there is actually a large population of homeschoolers, and it's actually larger than uh, in the general population. So, um, in fact, um, the Blue Star Families uh, Military Lifestyle Survey shows that 13% of active duty military families choose to homeschool, and that's two to four times the proportion in the general population. So, I think what appeals to the military um, is the flexibility for one and that there's a consistency. We move frequently. My husband's at a point in his career, we're moving every two years. Mm -hmm. And if I were to pull my children out of school and then put them into a different place, they're on top of the adjustment of moving to a new community every few years they're then having to readjust to new teachers, new curriculum. We uh, have learned through others that it's not the same across the board, even when you stay within the United States. And Common Core may have been invented, you know, designed to uh, change that. It didn't. And so state to state, um, I've heard of families where children got behind or then they would move and they just felt so behind that they couldn't catch up. And so it varied so much. The standards varied. So this gave my kids consistency and flexibility. And then it bond. I just, I'm so in, so about the bonding and attachment with families Mm -hmm. because when the service member deploys, 
Um, and they're gone for months at a time. A lot of times leading up to that, there's a time of training where they're gone quite a bit, but then, but they may be home at, um, strange times of the day from a normal nine to five. And my kids could spend time with dad. And they didn't have to go off to school, and, and he was missing out on that time with them. And in the middle of the night, if, if there was a chance to um, Skype with him, they were able to be involved in that because we, didn't, we weren't um, chained down to a school schedule. We could right. make they it They didn't have to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning to catch a bus, and so they could be up at right. night Skyping with their dad. Yeah. Right, right. So the flexibility, consistency, um, bonding and attachment, it, 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 there's so many benefits to homeschooling in the military. And it, it, they, the curriculum that we choose stays the same. You know, we may choose something different, but that's according to what their needs are, not because we've moved. And there's times we've taken like during a deployment or a PCS that maybe is in, which is a military move, which is in the middle of the year, Mm -hmm. we can take a break and not have to worry about homeschooling at that point. And we just pick it up later and, and we go visit family or make that part of our homeschool field trips. And so it's a blessing. Now, if there are, if there's a military family listening and they feel like they need help and support, is there a place that you recommend them to go? Um, my podcast okay. <laughs> uh, or, or, or uh, even contact what is, me. What is the name what? of your podcast, Crystal? It's the Military Homeschool Podcast, and you can find it at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. But, and always reach out to me. Uh, I can give my contact information, but I love to help families. But I would recommend probably the, the, the same steps I go through when I'm looking for information. And I contact, I go through the uh, HSLDA website because one of the things we have to do is make sure that we're in compliance wherever we're living of the local homeschool laws and regulations. So HSLDA is amazing. They have um, a whole section for military families. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I then search out um, the internet's wonderful. You can Google um, homeschool groups that are in the, that location and also homeschool um forums and communities online and get connected that way, even before you move. And, you know, I know that HSLDA, which is Homeschool Legal Defense, they also have a military mom who is a a consultant that they can contact if they're HSLDA members. Correct. Yes, they do. And they're a wonderful resource. So tell me about deployment. When a family is deployed or they're looking to be deployed and the whole family decides to go, are homeschool families, are they allowed to homeschool? Are they exempt from the national law? Say they're in Germany and it's illegal to homeschool in Germany. Can a homeschool family still homeschool there? Sure. Um, So a deployment is different from a PCS or a, a military move. So okay, deployment is, P- is when the service. Oh, what sorry. is PCS? Sorry. What is PCS? 
constant change of stations. So a deployment is when the service member is is sent to, say, Iraq or uh, Afghanistan, you know, in in combat, that type of thing. And so the families don't go with them there. A PCS move, they may be sent overseas to a place like Germany. And Germany, it, it for citizens there, it may be illegal to homeschool, but it, they they fall under at least presently, and I'm not an attorney, so this is another place where HSLDA is amazing. Um, so check with them. But the SOFA Act, which is um, the Status of Forces Agreement, is for military families that live in these countries that fall under that. In Germany, for instance, is one where. Germany does not oversee the educational choices for U.S. military service member families. So you can homeschool freely in Germany as long as you and your children are on those orders. So there are times when a service member may be given orders to go by themselves. And if you're not on those orders, then that doesn't apply. But if you are on those orders along with your children, then that that would apply to your family. Well, that that is good to know. So, uh, real quickly, tell people, tell military people how they can contact you. Absolutely, uh, you can email me at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail dot com, or find me online at militaryhomeschoolpodcast dot com. And social media using that handle as well, Military Homeschool Podcast. So, Crystal, you know, you and I are both at the point now where you still have two at home that will be graduating. But I often have moms ask me, is there life after homeschool? And I really think it can be so rich. I mean, I still have these moments where I miss my grown kids desperately, but but life really can be rich with your grandkids, but you're also doing some, you're doing some things in the homeschooling community that I really appreciate. For instance, I know you're working with Homeschool Iowa and really stepping in where a mom with little kids at home may have a hard time serving. So tell us what you're doing for the Iowa organization. Currently, I'm their social media coordinator and membership coordinator. And I just, I got involved with Homeschool Iowa because my kids were near, just didn't need me as much anymore. And I wanted to keep giving back. And honestly, I I didn't want to let go of homeschooling. I just love homeschooling. I believe in it so fully. And I wanted to help others and give back in that way with the time that I now have. So I contacted them and said, are you looking for any volunteers? And that's how I got started. And it's and volunteering um, is such a wonderful way of getting connected. Um, it's something I started back when I was moving so frequently. Whenever I get into a new community, I like to find a way to volunteer there. And it's a great way of making connections. And the Lord has blessed me with Homeschool Iowa because it is such a great group of people. They love homeschoolers. They love the military. And they have been so welcoming to me and my family. And um, they 
they love the Lord and they love serving homeschool families. And so it's such a blessing to work with them. You know, I was in Iowa last year speaking at their Capitol Day. So Joe and Elizabeth Bailey are good friends. Yes. And they, oh, they do what a, a wonderful they do couple. A, yes, they do a great job. Uh, so let me just encourage you moms out there to do what Crystal has done, whether you're military or not. Uh, if you find yourself with some time on your hands and you've been wanting to serve, I would encourage you to find your state organization or a local support group and figure out how you can give back now that your children are grown. It's so much easier. Well, I won't say so much easier for us. I, it amazes me how busy I stay since we quit homeschooling. But we have the bandwidth sometimes to do some things that moms in the trenches of homeschooling can't. So, Crystal, before we go, is there anything else you would like to share about homeschooling or a a word of encouragement to the families who are listening today? Oh, yes. I was thinking and praying about this, and I just want to encourage parents today with what the Bible promises in Proverbs 22, verse 6, that says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And thinking about that verse, we can trust that as we follow the Lord's leading, that He will take care of the outcome. And so, I just want to encourage parents to do your best and then leave the results up to God. He is faithful. Well, that is powerful. Uh, One last thing before you go. We talked about this, that we're both married to our our best friends. And, you know, for homeschool moms, and I know you know this, you've got to pay attention to your marriage. And sometimes it can be the last thing on your list because you're tired. You've been giving all day. You may be pregnant, nursing babies, homeschooling, you know, and, uh, but but make sure somehow you find time to reclaim and keep that relationship with your husband. Oh, yes. That, that is so important and so important in a military marriage because we move a lot. And so we are in between times where we have other outside friendships. That friendship that we build with our spouse is vital to, to keeping marriage alive because we don't always feel love. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel that way. It's a choice, but it helps that we have things in common. And then we've accepted, I accept that he's a Cubs fan. And so I've gone to baseball games and rooted for his team, even though I'm yawning <laughs> during some of the games. And and I'm a history buff, and he's a history buff. So we've even uh, created a podcast together that was um, called History for Christian Teens. That was a great way for us to um, minister together in a fun oh, way with great. something that yes. we both love. Yeah, and. You know, he he has just always been as, as much of a support to me as we often think of the spouses, the wives supporting our military husbands, but he's just as supportive and and it's it's not always been easy, but uh, it, I believe it was Billy Graham that said that marriage is the union of two forgivers, or maybe it was Ruth Bell Graham, but um, it, it is so true. Forgive and uh, just accept that we're different and uh, um, love each other through it. Even and it's got to be a choice. You've got to choose to love. It's a verb, not an act, not a, a noun. <laughs> that, <laughs> not a feeling. That. 
That is so true. And and one day, I mean, I can remember when our kids left home. I looked at Joe and I thought, oh, this is fun. I know you. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and it was so good that we were friends when the kids walked out the door because we've seen a lot of our friends' marriages end when the kids leave home. And to me, mm-hmm. you know, that's sad. The husband uh, in a homeschooling family, usually the mom's gotten engrossed in homeschooling and the father and the husband's gotten engrossed in career. Now that's not always the case now because we, I know we have a lot of working moms who homeschool, but it's just, it's easy to focus on something else besides your marriage. And you've got to save some time for that. So Crystal. And your kids are watching you. (laughs) You know, that's true. That is so important. And it will be important for their marriages later on. You know, you Mm -hmm. always hear the greatest thing a husband can do for their because kids is love their wife and vice versa. Uh, So they, it it has been such a pleasure having you on today. One more time, let's give people your uh, podcast name and your email address one more time so they can find you. Militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. And my email is militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com. Well, I want to thank you, Crystal. Thank your husband for his service. And for all you military moms and dads out there, I do want to take a minute just to thank you for serving our country so well. We know that as the Korean War Memorial says, freedom is not free. Both of our dads were World War II vets. And uh, so we have a great love and appreciation for the military. So Thank you and your family and all of you guys out there in the military. Thank you for your service. And may God bless. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later. 